Welcome to the Social Distancing Podcast. I will be having chats with everyday people as they find their way through the next few months, physically distancing ourselves from each other while attempting to stay socially connected. The discussions will detail their day-to-day life, the methods they are using to keep in touch with their friends and families, any realizations and stories, and what tips and tricks they have for everyone else. Hello, and welcome to the Social Distancing Podcast. Today's the 20th of May, 2020, and it's now 58 days since the beginning of lockdown in the UK. Today, I'm joined by the chairman of uh, Nottingham Camera, that's the campaign for real ales, and the coordinator for Nottingham Robin Hood Beer and Cider Festival, Steve Westby. How are you doing, Steve? Hi, Nigel. Doing well, thank you. Steve, it's two months now. It's been a very strange turn of events. I mean, how's the lockdown affected your normal routine? Considerably, to, to be honest, because um, I'm one that likes to be out and about. I enjoy pubs, obviously, with my camera roll, but also uh, uh, going to theatre, cinema, um, generally, generally socialising. And I'm a massive Notts County supporter, and I'm missing that more than I imagined I would as well. <laughs> I think as football fans are missing quite a lot of it. There's a few things to touch on there. First things first, um, just the what's the deal with your current living situation? During lockdown, have you been locked down on your own or have you had a partner with you dealing with it? I, I've been very fortunate because I lost my wife just over three years ago. Was was living on my own, which is something I've never done in my life before. But 15 months ago, I had the fortune to meet a lovely lady Christine, and uh, we, we've been together now for, for 15 months. And when lockdown was announced, we decided that Christine would, would move in and live with me. So that means I've got um, somebody with me most of the time, so I've got company. And I think that's, I think that's crucial, particularly for your mental health, because I don't know what I would, how I would have coped on my own. Just being stuck here with with nobody to talk to and nobody nobody to share things with and nobody to go for for uh, walks with and so on. So so that has been absolutely a godsend to me. It's one of those situations that a few people have had where the the relationships weren't at the point where they were living together, but made the decision during lockdown to come together, spend the time. So it's been a bit of make or break then, and uh, presumably everything's going swimmingly. It's going brilliantly. Yes. Yeah, we get on so well, so it's, it's, it's go, it really is going well, which is, which is so pleasing. That's great news and great to hear. You talk about getting out for the walks and stuff today. I mean, I, I did spy today that you got out and about. We've had beautiful sunshine in the UK today, and uh, you, you've had a bit of a walk and an ice cream, I think. We certainly have, yeah. We, uh, we went to, drove down to the Trent at Overingham and did a seven-mile circular walk through, through um, Gonthorpe, Caythorpe, and back to Overingham again. And it was glorious. Walking alongside the river for part of it, well, it was a bit busy there. Uh, and, and then it was quieter as, as we doubled round and walked past a couple of lakes I didn't even know were there, presumably to do with Overingham gravels. I, I assume that's what the lakes are. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely glorious. And you're right, we managed to, to get a... a a Mr. Whippy ice cream on the way as well, which I have had one of those since last summer. 
something to not expect during a lockdown to be able to get ice cream out and about yeah nice that you're able to explore the local area and um, find somewhere that you actually haven't seen before it's the joy that a few people have had during lockdown is they've gone out on walks from their house or in local areas and they're actually seeing some of the nature or some things that they don't usually see yes yeah we we've i i live in Radcliffe on trent and, and we've been doing walks from my house and the places i didn't know existed found a nature reserve that was what 15 minutes walk from my house didn't even know it existed um crazy amazing what's around but we were getting bored with the, the same walks and we were doing them in reverse just just to vary things so it's nice to be able to get in the car and just just explore somewhere slightly further afield yeah exactly the lockdown has been alleviated slightly to the point that you can drive somewhere to go and have a walk around and even see people that aren't part of your family now. So as long as you're, you're the two metre distance away, it is fine. So it's good to see that you're getting out and about and that you're, you're finding something to do. Now, inside, are you finding plenty to do inside? Have you uh, managed to get much TV watched or anything else that's been entertaining you and getting you through? Yeah, we're we're watching much more television than 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 we used to do. Well, we used to like to be out several nights a week. What I've done is I've done searches on BBC iPlayer and ITV Hub, and I'm about to go through uh, Channel Four and finding um, uh, drama series and so on that we can binge watch. And uh, we we found uh, already found three or four that we've enjoyed that uh, that you know not heard of when they were when they were shown live. Uh, and, that, and that's that's good because you can actually follow the plot better when you when you do a binge watch over perhaps two nights rather than watch them a week apart, which is what I'd always done before. Nice to have that extra time to do something like that and see this, those sort of things. What I'd like to dive into is about your role and how that has been affected during the uh, the isolation and the lockdown. As you're the chairman of Nottingham Camera, I, I imagine that you have several meetings that you have in a month. Getting out there is not something you can do anymore. Are you still able to meet? Are you still able to uh, drink your real ales at home or with people? Uh, how are you meeting and how are you keeping on top of the role that you have? Well, we've had to cancel um, our, our monthly. We have two meetings a month, uh, a committee meeting just for people on the committee. And then a branch meeting where anybody can attend, not even, even non-members, where we get 50, 60, 70 people turn up. And, of course, we haven't been able to hold either of these because they're held in pubs. Uh, so we communicate mainly by email. We've got um, Google groups, you know, uh, email groups, and we communicate and always have done that way and, and get decisions made. Uh, but we can't actually achieve a lot because um, a lot we do is by getting out into the pubs, communicating with pub landlords and so on. And, of course, we can't do that. So it, it is limiting what we're able to do. Camera have got some initiatives going to do with helping breweries and pubs to sell beer uh, by click and collect or delivery and so on. Uh, they've just introduced a new app, Brew to You that breweries and pubs can, can join for free, actually, and um, I'm beyond there, and, and the system processes sales for them and even, even takes the cash. So we've, we've helped promote that to our local pubs and breweries. But otherwise, uh, there's not a lot we can do. 
apart from what concerns about the future of pubs and try and influence lo local councillors, for example, to try and support their local pubs and watch that they still exist when we come out of all of this. In the previous 10 years, we've seen a massive decline in pubs around the country anyway. It's been something that's really, really gone into decline. But um, with the current situation, the, the pubs are all closed. We're in a position where none of them are open. I'm guessing that there are going to be financial issues for most people. And are we going to see even more chops and uh, are we going to see less pubs out there? The, the amount of housing estates that have gone up on pubs in my, my local area it is is amazing really to see how many pubs have gone um what what do we see as the future there's a mass, massive concern for for a lot of of the of the pubs we've got left uh, but bef before lockdown what what had happened was that customers were using pubs in a different way people had moved away from having a local as you say every housing estate had a pub uh, for example, most of those are gone and the pubs that have survived are those on suburban high streets and particularly in the city centre. The number of pubs in the city centre has actually increased significantly. We've also seen the introduction of a lot of micro pubs. Nottingham's got, uh, Nottingham area must have, must have at least a dozen. Uh, and I know a couple more that are, that are about to start up. So, so we're seeing a different type of pub emerging as well. And is that something you see for the future with the micro pubs? Do we do you think there'll be more in the future, or is it something that the current situation is going to cause some of them to shut down or retract? I could understand if some of the larger chains stay open as they have the capital behind them to keep going, but these smaller pubs, these more independent pubs, are, are they going to be seeing? Are they going to be struggling? Have they had enough aid to keep them going? Micro pubs. Hopefully, most of those should survive because the whole point of them is that um, they're small and their overheads are negligible. The former shop units and so on, they, they haven't, you know, their rates are, their, their rates are lower, their, their utility bills are lower, their staffing costs are, are lower. Often it's, it's the, the, you know, a couple of people, a couple perhaps that own a micropub and just run it themselves. So, so their so their overheads are less. So you would ha hope that they could get through this. Some some won't anyway. But perhaps those that weren't going to survive, perhaps they're not they're not all successful. They're not all in the best place. But um, which, which which happens with every type of business, doesn't it? But hopefully, uh, most of those will survive. The type of pubs we're concerned about. Is those that are, that are tenants where where the pub is a business that is the pub itself is leased off a pub company, and the pub company charges the tenant, the landlord, a, a rent quite a, a a very high rent usually, and to make it worse, that tenant also has to buy beer from the pub company. You can't buy it direct from local breweries as as any remaining free houses can, and as the micro pubs certainly can, they're really struggling to make ends meet. And the pub companies don't care because uh, if a tenant goes under because he can't cope with the um, costs that they're uh, piling onto him, and they will pay double the price for beer, at least double the price 
Um, I can buy a I can buy a, um, a firkin of beer for the beer festival for around seventy pound plus VAT. My local pubco owned pub will pay the pubco one hundred and forty pounds for that, or around about that, as well as up the rent on top. And they don't seem to care because this, as soon as somebody says I've had enough and walks away, they find another person to come along, invest some money in, and take the pub on. This business of, of landlords giving the pub up is going to be much worse now because the pub companies in the main are still demanding that the tenant pays his rent for that pub, even though he's not open and not taking any money. I imagine that, um, I mean, the, these are sort of pubs that don't offer a specialised ale uh, like the, um, the, the brew to you. Uh, sort of pubs, the people on those will be providing specific ales or something different. I'm guessing that these pubs that, would, you, that you are discussing are the more sort of mainstream lagers, ales, uh, and the like. That's right. Yeah. They, so they they couldn't get involved in uh, this sort of app where things are sent to people's houses. They could, but it's they don't seem to be. I think they they they've got more overheads. I'm not sure they can make it pay. The people that are delivering are. Um, like like the local micro pub in our village, the Art of Ale, he he can do it, uh, and, and twice a week he well, actually he delivers four times a week. He he deposits four pints of that uh, choice of real ale outside the front door, and so he can do that. He's he's not got the constraints of the of the pubs that are owned by the big pub companies, uh, and these and, and these pubs are owned by the big pub companies often earn a lot of their business through through the meal side of the business. And, of course, they can't do that either. Some of them are doing takeaways, but not many seem to be doing that, and I don't think there's a lot of money in it. So these poor guys, they're getting charged the rent from, from, the, from their pub company. Not all pub companies are doing this, to be fair, but the bigger ones are. And they can't pay it because they've got no business. And some are saying, well, we'll defer the rent. But all they're doing is putting off the point where the landlord's got to pay it. They really are in an impossible situation. And the government's given some of them, and it's a bit untidy how it works, but some of them have got a grant of £25,000 to keep them going, as of other businesses. But the prop companies are saying, well, you get £25,000, you can, you can pay as your rent. So they're taking that they're taking that off them effectively, so it, it really they really are in a, in a in a horrible situation. Looking to what's going to happen when these pubs get the chance to open up again, uh, I've seen on the continent that um, some of the uh, pubs are starting to open up, but you can only go in there for a meal, and you get you can order a drink with a meal, but you can't actually go in there to um, to drink or have several pints and the likes. Um, do you see that? being the way that they're going to do it over here or can you imagine something slightly different i think the thing that seems to be being mooted at the moment is uh pubs with outside areas be, being allowed to serve beer and or meals outside their premises where they've got gardens and so on and this talk of relaxing the planning laws temporarily so they can use adjacent outdoor places I understand this is what's happened in Lithuania, of all places. The 
government there in Lithuania has allowed them to to move tables and chairs and so on to, into into public squares and the like, so they can actually um, serve customers there when they wouldn't normally be allowed to. So it seems as if at the the first thing might be to move to something like that, because certainly whilst we've got social distancing, not practical for most pubs. It's going to cut then the the number of customers they can allow in down to what probably a tenth or something like that. Well, they're not going to make take enough money to cover the the, the overheads of running the pub, staffing and electricity and so on, uh, with a tenth of the number of customers. Understandable that if you're going to have less foot well less footfall purely because you can't have the same amount of people in, and it's. I mean, it sort of leads on to the the next point. You are the coordinator for the Nottingham Robin Hood Beer and Cider Festival. It's in October. It is still a way away, but at this point, how are you looking for that? I wish I wish I knew the answer. At the moment, what we're doing is we're saying, well, we we certainly haven't cancelled it yet, and the the arena where it's held are, are quite happy at this point in time to keep the date penciled in to wait and see how things develop. But I, I think we're going to have to make a decision by, well, August, to guess, perhaps earlier, where we say, no, we, we, we've not got enough lead time now to make it happen. For example, if there's still some social distancing laws in operation by October, can we find a, a, a clever way of allowing the festival to go ahead and still maintain social distancing? At the moment, whilst I'm chewing this over my mind all the time, I can't see how we might do that because we get an attendance of about 17,000 people. So I'm not sure how we might do that. But then what we'll do is we'll look at what's happening elsewhere on a smaller scale to see if there are any ideas that we can that we can pinch. There's a bizarre thought I've got in my head of having some sort of conveyor belt system where you line people up two meters apart from each other and just send them around and hope that they pick the right things up and drink as they go. I don't know how feasible that is. And it's and it's it's probably illegal because people have had the idea of selling beer festival tickets and, and it happens in other countries but not in the UK. Say you pay. Um, £40 for a ticket, and you can drink as much beer as you like, and then you just allow them to go up to the taps and fill the glasses at will. Uh, but we believe, it, there's all sorts of reasons why we wouldn't want to do that, but we believe it's actually illegal right. um, to, 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 have, to have sort of, you know, a, bottom, a bottomless glass sort of, sort of thing. So I doubt we'd be able to find a solution along, along those lines. Uh, so it's going to be more a case of see, seeing what uh, the social distancing uh, measures are in place when uh, it comes round to the festival and seeing if it's workable then. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's that's how we're doing it. We certainly, um, at the moment, we're saying that the festival at this point in time isn't cancelled. And it is the same with a lot of events at the moment uh, that I've got tickets to and the like that haven't cancelled things that are later on in the year because nobody can say exactly what's going to happen in a month, two months, four or five months down the line. We just don't know at this point. There's, there's a degree of sort of um, lead time we need to, to put the festival on. And um, Peterborough Beer Festival, which is at the end of August, they, they cancelled several weeks ago. 
York Beer Festival, which is um, another big one at the beginning of, uh, of September, that's just been cancelled. So um, people are, you know, have, deciding they want that to give that much notice or, or they feel they can't put one on at, at short notice because of the, the number of things you have to plan beforehand. And at this time of the year, wouldn't you be uh, currently going around and uh, tasting many of these beers for yourself to uh, see if they're going to be part of the festival? Uh, is it, haven't they spoiled your year in that regard? No, because we have over a thousand different beers on, <laughs> so you've got no chance. So, <laughs> so there's, there's, there's only two of us order, order these beers, myself and, and a guy called Andy. And all we do is use use our knowledge of, of, of the various breweries and which ones are, are better regarded. And then when we come to ordering, during up usually around about August and into September, it's a case of saying, well, what beers have these breweries got? And also chasing up brand new breweries that have set up all over the country. We, we've already got a few new ones penciled in from right up in Scotland to, to, to come down because we get beers palleted down these days. So, so yeah, we, we don't expect, like we did 30 years ago when I was involved, 35 years ago, we knew what all the beers tasted like because there were so few about. Now it's just impossible. So it's, it's, still, on, it's still on reputation and, and also sort of um, interest value of the beer and so on. You spoke earlier in the pod about uh, your love of football and where it's sort of left you at this moment in time. Now, Knots were having a good season when it came tumbling down. And the league has ended now. How, how does that feel? The, the season's null and void. Yeah, it, it seemed inevitable to me. I, I just couldn't see how it could possibly carry on. And it's a shame because... We gradually built up a superb team and uh, were on a, a winning streak and play, playing well. And it, but the thing was, far more entertaining football than I can remember for a long, long while. It's certainly, uh, National League is very, very entertaining football. I've, I've never seen so many outstanding goals in a season. And it's, but it's, it's a shame. I don't think there's anything they can do about it. We, we were third when the league finished, but um, we would got to play Harrogate, who was second twice, I think. And we'd just beaten Barrow, who were runaway leaders. But now, um, Knotts and Harrogate, we're getting closer and closer to them. But what can you do about it? They can't finish the season, so it's just got to stay as it is. And it looks like we, we sadly, are going to lose out. Yeah, it does look that way. It's difficult going down the leagues because the um, the lower leagues are getting cancelled or voided for the season, uh, whereas the Premier League is still planning to get back and play football and uh, the Championship hasn't made any sort of decision yet. And I believe there's a few teams holding out in League One that don't want uh, the season cancelled quite yet. So uh, we've still got some decisions to be made there. But what we have seen is some of the foreign uh, football has been coming back uh, initially, South Korea started again, and uh, Germany started again this weekend. Um, what do you make of the fact that we've, we've got leagues that are starting back up again? But aren't they playing without any spectators? Yes, they are. They're playing uh, with no spectators. They are they are continuing to play, uh, but yeah, they, they, there's no fans there. It's uh, it's minimal people at the stadium. 
And of course, South Korea has really dealt with the pandemic very well, haven't they? And uh, not got the sort of numbers of deaths, not remotely like the number of deaths that we've, we've got in the UK. And Germany has also not, not, as, not done as well as South Korea, but he's, he's not in as a bad a position as we are. But of course, the fans can watch these games on, live on, on television. Which, which all the um, which leagues one and league two uh, teams could do that because um, before uh, on iFollow you could you could what you could pay ten pounds and watch your team. I did it for not a couple of times when they were playing away last season. The problem with it was that they weren't allowed to do it when it was a three o'clock Saturday kickoff. But you see no reason why they can't reverse that for the time being, so that fans can watch any game by paying. Ten pound fee or whatever it is, and and what and watch it um, by by a feed. I think I think it's all from Sky, isn't it? I'm not hundred percent sure myself, but yeah, I can I can understand uh, the the situation with the um, the fans there. I, I did see um, it was quite funny. There there was a bar in Germany that I saw open, and uh, the some Dortmund fans in there. They're all sat on singular seats, two meters apart in every direction, and watching a goal go in, and the the muted celebration for something bizarre but yeah i can't can't quite understand um the situation with the fans they, they, they certainly could have got uh, games going regardless of fans uh, they would have been able to watch from home i think some of the concerns that the police had was if the games start up again uh, that fans are going to stand together outside of grounds and the likes i think that's a little bit of the concern that they currently got yeah i saw, I saw that i saw a comment on that today that that's why they wanted to to play them as as far away as possible, because somebody joked that in that case, the Manchester United would have to play in Manchester. That's <laughs> as far away from their fans you can get. So yeah, the Bundesliga has started up again. Uh, there has been two two reports of coronavirus for the players. That was, I believe, Dresden reported that they got two players that tested positive for it. And we've actually heard. Uh, I mean, the Premier League are trying to start back up again. But we've had confirms that four Premier League players or staff have contracted. Mm, yeah, I saw that in the morning. So it does make you think, can they get it going again? Are we going to see some more football this year? Or are, is it going to go the same way as other countries where the seasons do get avoided? Now, north of the border, of course, Celtic were granted the title. I believe in France, the Paris Saint-Germain were granted the title. Uh, but in other countries like uh, Holland, the Eredivisie, uh, they cancelled the league completely. There's no title to be won this season. And I guess, and that's the same in the lower leagues where the league has been null avoided. I have seen talk that they're hoping to, when they can start up again, whenever that is, having playoffs for 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 the the season that's just been that's just been voided, having playoffs to decide these decisions before then moving on. But I can't see how I can't see it's very likely. I think it's more just fans coming up trying to come up with wild ideas as much as as genuine. Uh, uh, workable ideas. I mean, it's all up in the air at the minute until we find out, until we know what the, the government's moves are for the lockdown, when it's extended to and when it's likely to end. We'll uh, start to get a better idea of if when football can come back and what point it comes back, what happens to this season and how we start next season. But it could be some time yet. Steve, is there anything else you want to discuss? Anything else that's changed with you during lockdown? Anything that you've that you haven't done before that you've you've taken to while you've been while you've had this extra time on your hands? Um, 
No, no, I don't think so. I think I think like most people, it's a case of of catching up with with jobs. It's good that uh, the likes of B and Q are open again because you can't sit at home and do nothing. It's it's it's, it's important for your mental health. So being able to at least go out and get some paint or whatever it is you want and actually come back and, and do some work rather than sitting around doing nothing is important. I think it's also crucial that we can get out and get some exercise. I used to go to the gym every, every morning prior to lockdown, well, every weekday morning. I'm not saying I actually made it every day, but I used to try. And of course, we can't go to the gym anymore. So trying to make myself get some exercise <laughs> has been a has been a challenge trying trying try, trying to get us both to work up the enthusiasm to go out for a walk every day so that so that's been that's been a change well i can say that um the, the, your fitness regime during the lockdown has been considerably better than mine it's the benefit that you've had with having a second person with you you've got that drive and that you can bounce off each other and get yourselves going yeah so important it, it, it's that positive again because i think we didn't mention at the beginning of course is that I'm 71 now, so and I'm also a diabetic, type 2 diabetic. So I'm supposed to be in the high-risk category. But when you actually break it down, uh, for a start, age doesn't seem relevant. Uh, the, the actual number, you know, based on when you were born, doesn't seem particularly relevant. Some people are much older than the years, and some people are younger than the years, and it depends on your health situation. I saw the weekend diabetics at the um, highest risk group of the lot, 25% with the virus that go into hospital uh, die from it. But what's not behind the figures is it type 1 diabetes, is it type 2 diabetes, the fact that most diabetics have got major underlying health problems. So I, I must admit my attitude to it is that I'm, I'm going to go, go on, get on with life, step, stay sensible stay within whatever the rules are at any point in time and not worry about it. And certainly I would be blooming annoyed if, um, as was being uh, mooted a bit a few weeks ago, putting restrictions on, on, on over 70s. You know, just, oh, you're over 70, you've got to, you've got to self-isolate for another 10 weeks or whatever. I would, I, but I think that thinking has been overturned. Since then, I think I think those sort of judgments should be made on on the health and of, of the individual person. It's more of a blanket uh, situation for the government. Uh, you're finding that with a lot of the things that they're saying, it's it's blanket statements that aren't actually uh, nailing down into the precise situations. Like yourself, I mean, for for all I know, right now you might be in a better health and physical position than I am, and I'm 36, but. Um, the the extra time of being off, the fact that I'm a smoker and yourself, you're not a smoker. It's the the difference there. We might not be actually be too far apart on our actual fitness levels. Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody's different, aren't they? And everybody's situation's different. So you can't just apply blanket, simple blanket rules to things. I think I think that's that's the important message. It's been lovely having you on today and uh, chatting with you about things, Steve. Um, very eye-opening for me about the pubs and uh, the current situation of them. I uh, didn't realise how dire it was for some of the pubs out there. And also the Brew to You uh, app. Wasn't aware of it myself, but something to certainly look at. So if you're out there and you do, are a real Ales fan, 
uh, have a look at the brew to you app and uh, give it a go see if you've got a local brewery in your area and uh, it's it's ale to your door can't complain at that really the website is uh brew the number two and then you and it isn't just for real ale it's these people offer well all sorts of beers crap beers uh what i would call boring beers and everything everything's on there if you want it you can get it and of course they also offer other things other types of drink as well so it's, it's worth having a look well thanks for that steve and um thanks thanks for chatting with us today take care and i hope you keep well yeah and you thanks nigel i've enjoyed it thank you Thanks a lot. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening, then follow us on Twitter at the SD underscore pod. Any questions you have for the podcast, please send these to the SD pod at gmail.com. Take care.